Hello and welcome. This is the LCU Podcast, a podcast that will bring you stories, insights, and people from Lubbock Christian University. I'm your host, Keegan Stewart, and I'm happy to be with you for another episode. On today's episode, I sat down with Coach Steve Gomez and Coach Landon Gomez. Coach Steve Gomez, the three-time national champion, is beginning his 21st season leading the Lady Shad basketball program. His son, Landon, is joining the staff this year as an assistant coach. We asked them what it means to have Landon joining the staff, what it looks like to work together as a father-son duo, and we also got into a little season preview for this year's Lady Shad basketball team. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Steve and Landon Gomez. Thank y'all so much for being here today. Yeah, of course. Certainly. I appreciate you guys doing so much to promote athletics at LCU and in the community. So thank you. Well, we love getting to visit with y'all and learn more about Lady Shap basketball. Landon, I want to start with you. You're an LCU graduate. You graduated just a few years ago, and now you are an assistant coach for the Lady Shap basketball program, working with your dad. Did you ever dream uh, that this would happen, come to fruition, and this would be your job? On, yeah, honestly, it's always kind of been the dream. Um, I didn't know that it would happen this quickly, honestly. I feel like a lot of times in sports, um, you look at it and you think, man, it may take a long route. You got to do a lot of things to get where you want to be. Um, so I definitely consider this a blessing that I got kind of what was my goal pretty quickly here. Um, I know that's not what's normal for most people's track and coaching, um, but it honestly was kind of always the goal. I thought about you know doing other things or almost going another route, but in the back of my mind, this was always something that I'd love to do and was excited to get to do. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. So has being a coach in general always been what you wanted to do? Is that what you were interested in when you were studying in college? Honestly, for most of my life, yes. I grew up, you know, working camps, being around coaching. Um, and so I always loved it. Um, when I went to college, I actually started out with my getting my degree in biology because I didn't want to coach just because it was what I was comfortable with. I wanted to make sure there wasn't, you know, something else I wanted to do. Um, and my brother, he was going to be a PA, so he did biology. And so I was like, well, I'll try something. Um, and it was all right. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Um, and so my sophomore year, I switched to exercise sports science um, and started working as a student assistant for the Lady Shaps. Um, and then I was like, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wasn't just coaching because it was comfortable. It's really what I was um, excited about and wanted to do with my career. So that's when I kind of... Um, confirmed that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, so you were you were with the team. You were with some of those uh, Lady Shap teams that had really successful runs. So what years were you there? And kind of remind the audience some of the things you got to see being a part of that program. Yeah, I was super blessed. I got to be a part of the 2019 and 2021 National Champion, Championship team. So that was super fun because um, I got to travel and go to all those things. Um, but then it was also super fun because the 2021 year was my senior year. And so that was a lot of the freshmen that I came with, the people that were my age, a lot of my really good friends, that was when they kind of got to step up and be the leaders on those teams. And so that was fun to just see the people that I'd been with for four years and really invested relationships into stepping up and doing those big things, knocking down the shots when it was needed. So that was super cool to get to see as well. You mentioned you always had an interest in coaching. Well, you've always got to see your dad do it. Mm -hmm. What kind of impact has that had on you? It's, I mean, that's really shaped most of how I view sports. You know, he's, he's one that t tells his team all the time, um, you know, sports is awesome. It's what we do for a living, but it's not everything. You know, if your identity, if your who you are is based in sport and what you do in sport, then that's probably not 
what you need to be basing that off of. And so getting to grow up hearing that perspective, I really think helped me um, just shape how I approach sports, you know, even elementary, junior high and high school. I feel like I had a pretty good, healthy understanding of that. I love sports, but it wasn't everything to me just from growing up with him as my coach and little things than just as my dad as well. Coach Gomez. Uh, well, I want to, we're going to get into your perspective on working with Landon shortly, but part of why that's happening is because coach Vic self is retiring. Curious your perspective on, uh, how you view that and what that means to you, what he means to you and, and just, uh, the void that will, that will come with, with coach self retiring. Yeah. It's been a tremendous, and this is my 36th year going into coaching. And for 20 of my previous 35 years, I've worked with coach self, you know, he hired me for my first job. So, you know, similar to Landon's situation of wanting to coach, but not knowing what the opportunities were going to be coming out of college and to get that opening to coach boys basketball at Monterey as a recent graduate, when he gave me that opportunity, it just opened up a whole new world for me. So he was really instrumental just in giving me an opportunity even to coach. I was just going to be a math teacher, uh, not just a math teacher, but I was going to teach math without coaching in Leveland. But late in the summer, he gave me that opportunity. You know, and even today, and probably every year we start a new year, I always think back to the people who have helped to open doors and and shape my philosophy and give me opportunities. And, you know, he is just so vital to that. You know, someone that will miss both the the wisdom and the humor and the perspective. You know, Landon talking about perspective, some of that. I grew up with Coach Self-Coaching, and, you know, he had a great, healthy perspective on life and sport. And so all those things work together, uh, you know, for good. And now there's a new opportunity now for Landon to step in to fill that void that coach self stepping into retirement is, is is sort of opening up. And even in that, you know, his thoughtfulness, his uh, humility, you know, coach self, even years past when he knew that Landon was probably going to go into coaching, he even laid the groundwork a little bit saying, you know, in a few years when Landon's, when he leaves tech as a GA, you know, it might be a good time. And so, so many different providential things that happen to open up doors, but yeah, it'll be, uh, he'll be around. Fortunately, he's not just going off, mm-hmm. you know, moving retirement and living somewhere else. He's, uh, but just to have him, you know, every day that presence was so much fun. Uh, so, you know, we'll miss him and we're thankful for what he's done and we look forward to him continuing to be involved. Well, who's going to hand out the gum now before the games with Coach Self? Yeah, well, I've, I've, he's... I've had to take that over. I've actually that was the, one of the lists he gave of like, hey, here's things I do. Like one of his like <laughs> main bullet points, all caps, said, "Give out gum and get out of the way." That was like one of the <laughs> yeah. things he said. If you can do this, like that's half the job. Yeah, that's really the majority of our budget. Our basketball budget, most of it goes to gum. <laughs> yeah, because our girls are very large consumers of of gum. Well, that's that's just Coach Self, you know. You see him if you pay attention. You see him doing it before all the Lady Shab games. But I ran into him at a wedding a few weeks ago. He did the same thing, oh, yeah. you know. He's, he's got, got it on him at all times. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's just such a giving person. It's funny before games, the opposing coaches will offer him gum. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it is. It's just another way just to hopefully honor other people. You know, we're always wanting to serve people, and he was a good example of that. You got into it a little bit, but you, you knew Landon was over at Tech, getting good experience, being a GA in that program. Coach Self was, you know, you mentioned laying the groundwork. So when did when did the the wheel start turning on? Okay, I think this is going to happen. How long have you envisioned Landon coming and joining your staff? Yeah, really, probably 
during his first year at Tech and Landon's first year, and, and Coach Self had even made some mention that, well, once Landon decided to go into coaching for sure, like he said, and doing that at, at Tech and their women's basketball program, he was able to get tremendous experience, uh, you know, scouting for Big 12 opponents and being involved in practice. They, they put a lot of responsibility on him. And, and Coach Self had seen Landon grow up. I think he could see that that's going to be a gifted basketball mind and, and a good communicator. So really it's probably during Landon's freshman or first year of graduate school uh, that Coach Self sort of came and mentioned, hey, I think when – I think I might be ready to to move on to something different when Landon is ready to come. So, again, a very unselfish thought in his mind. And maybe he wasn't fully ready to step out, but he just was making that opportunity uh, able uh, for us to have a position for, for Landon to come into. And so probably that first year of graduate school, so the last year and a half or so, uh, really started thinking that could work. And then for us to be able to, you know, help to fund a position like that through camps and through other things, it it made it more possible. You know, we are very incredibly fortunately staffed for women's basketball. You know, in the school supports, we have one assistant position, but we we have a volunteer coach, uh, Julio Pacheco. You know, Casey Wilson is our full-time assistant, and then Landon's a full assistant. It's just, it's not necessarily a school position, but we're able to do that. Very thankful. So viewing Landon as a coach, not necessarily as your son right now, but what what makes you excited to have Landon uh, join your staff with the coaching skill set that he brings with him? Yeah, from a young age, he's always been a thinker of the game, even you know, in upwards or in you know, from the time you start playing LCAA junior high basketball, I got the opportunity to coach them in junior high at Lubbock Christian Schools, and so just to be around and see his processing of the game. You know, he was always a skilled, had good skills, but his mind was always a little ahead, uh, a little ahead of the game. So in high school, it's fun to watch him. You just always saw him. So that ability to see the game more than just the what is evident visually, uh, it was just a mature way to look at the game er, uh, early on. But then you know, through camps, always he just enjoyed teaching. You know, working with kids at camps just brought a joy and an energy to it, and. and Ability to communicate, to to encourage and inspire without being demeaning, but it also ability to get people to do things. That's a that's a good gift. And so then to see him through tech, you know, that's a high level program. You know, you're talking D one Big Twelve basketball, and they put him with individual workouts. They put him in, you know, organizing the practice players, scouting. So the uh, the load of work he was able to do prepares him really well to be. <laughs> a full-time assistant coach anywhere at any level. And I think some of those coaches there probably would even be glad for him to to be on their staffs in, in different schools. So a lot of different reasons. And just his, you know, the energy. We we need uh, people that can communicate with the youth of today, I guess is how you <laughs> say. And so, you know, his knowledge of that, you know, part of the culture is helpful also. You bet. I want to ask both of y'all this. Start with you, coach, then go to Landon. We talked about already. Y'all are coworkers. You're you're on your dad's staff. Mm-hmm. But how how do you navigate that? How do you navigate the unique father son coworker relationship? You know, he's always sort of see a need, meet a need type of a person. If if he sees something that needs to be done, and so there hasn't had to be a lot of as a parent directing him. Hey, you need. I mean, here's a list of chores today. Do this. Do this. Do this. So that's nice to have someone that's self motivated 
and responsible. And so even up to now, and once school starts soon, there's going to be a little more, hey, we got to get this done in this time, but through camps and all those things. And I just want to empower our assistant coaches to do what they know they should do and need to do. And so there's not a lot of, I don't feel like I'm bossing anybody around. Um, a lot of times things are happening. I'm like, what just happened? But it's it's good because Casey, Vic, Coach P, Landon, they, they're taking care of it. So I, I think it'll just be a natural outgrowth of dealing, working with people. You know, he has gifts. Let him use those gifts. And I need then need to fill in and do the things that maybe somebody else isn't getting done. But rarely that's the case. I don't do a whole lot. Landon? Um, I would say it's I'm not super worried about it, partly because we've you know, we were, I worked for him as a student assistant, so we kind of navigated that a little bit. Um, but he's always just been pretty easygoing as a head coach of a basketball team, honestly. He's pretty chill. You know, he's not real uptight or has a ton that he's going to really put on somebody. Um, so I think one of the things I'll have to manage is helping take stuff off of his agenda, even though just now, you know, he says he didn't really do much. Um, that's, that's not true. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that I would love to help with is just being able to take things that he just does because he's always done them, um, but really it's something that someone else could easily do for him. And so that's one thing I think will be helpful is that I can see, um, you know, I've seen him as my parent that that's just the way he is. He's a servant. He takes on things and he's not going to ask people for help if he doesn't need it. Um, but sometimes, you know, like if I'm sitting there doing nothing and he's working on two projects, you know, I can work on one, he can work on one. And so that's just one thing I think will be helpful um, just that we already have that relationship, have already kind of seen that Um so I'm excited about it. It's not something I'm really too worried about navigating, um, but I think it'll be fun to learn and even grow our relationship as father-son through some of these experiences. There's Coach Pacheco, there's Coach Wilson, uh, and then there's you. Mm-hmm. What do you imagine, Landon, You know, your role or your distinction will be to, to help the team as, as it comes to those other assistant coaches and maybe their strengths are in different places? I'm excited to, one of the main things I got to do at Tech was, you know, a lot of um, work on scouting um, and film. And so that's one of the things that I feel like is an area I'm, I've am i been poured into by a lot of coaches and hopefully am gifted in that area, um, which other coaches will work on that as well. That won't just be all me. Um, everybody kind of works on it, but that's one area specifically that I feel like I can contribute a lot in. Um, and then, of course, just bringing energy. I feel like I am fairly upbeat most most days. Um, and so I want to always kind of pour into the, into our athletes as well as the other coaches, um, and just kind of bring energy, um, and just be someone that everybody can count on being there, doing the work and having a smile on their face is kind of what I want to start out doing until I can figure out, you know, what else is really needed. Coach Gomez, I'm curious to, to learn a little bit about how you view the role of assistant coaches. This is something that fans, people watching from the outside don't necessarily think about or get to see a ton rather than y'all's inter- other than y'all's interactions on the bench. But how do you view your role with assistant coaches? Can you give us a, a peek behind what that looks like for y'all behind the curtain, getting ready for games, uh, preparation, game day, wh- whatever it might look like? Yeah, you know, I see a lot of things, you know, whatever, social media about the assistant coach's job is to make the life of the head coach easier. You know, and in a way that's true. I think I just look at us all as coaches, and there's not, hey, y'all need to do things to make my job easier. I think it's a great teamwork. They can focus, like Landon can focus on perimeter player development. You know, Casey and Coach P on post player development. Not that I don't care about those things, but my energy is into the team. You know, for practice, 
what does the team need to do? Hey, you develop the guards, develop the post, then we'll put them together. Um, you know, game-wise, just advice, just what do they see? A lot of times, you know, there's so much going on. It's nice to have multiple eyes looking at certain things. And uh, not that I'm going to abdicate my responsibility and say, all right, what play should we run? But a lot of times in games, I'll, I'll tell the bench, hey, think about a couple things we could run here in the next quarter that you think would work. So, you know, they can be thinking about other parts of the game instead of us all doing the exact same thing. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I mean, I want to be the one that, right, you know, I'm making the decision. I just want some good input. But at the same time, you know, their input is so valid and it's a different point of view. It, it's really nice to have multiple minds. We have the same vision, the same goal, but maybe our backgrounds tell us a few different things. And so I look forward to that with with Landon as well. Uh, I just think there's a lot of good communication, a lot of good encouragement, and then we'll evaluate things together. But uh, I don't feel like there's a huge hierarchy here. Landon, you, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you graduated from here, from LCU. When you were a student, you were really involved in a lot of different things. You know this place. Mm-hmm. You know this culture. Being on the coaching side, being on the staff side now, what's that felt like? And as we record this in early August, school's not back yet. I imagine in a few weeks it might even feel different than it did, but how are, how are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's super cool to be on this side. It is kind of odd that a lot of these people that were um, either coworkers of my dad's or professors that I work for now are technically like my peers. You know, that just feels pretty different. Um, um, one thing that's been interesting just to see is I'm also teaching one class as an adjunct professor. Um, and so just the prep work that goes into some of that, like the people that help you learn Moodle and help put stuff online for you. I didn't even realize, you know, like I met with them and they were like, hey, just give us some of this stuff and we could put it on there for you. In my brain, I thought I had to <laughs> do all that. You know, like I just didn't realize how many things are being done behind the scenes um, that, you know, as a student, I just didn't realize how much effort was put in to make my experience the best it could be. And so that's been pretty cool to see um, just as faculty staff behind the scenes, kind of seeing, you know, how many moving parts there are just for, you know, people to have the best experience they can at LCU. Coach, let's shift a little bit looking into uh, next season. So for both of you guys, let's start with you, Coach Gomez. Nearly your whole team is coming back. You lose one senior, but you have a team coming back fully loaded. that was in the Sweet 16 last year. How do you envision this team in early August? What are your expectations like right now? Yeah, very just a joyful team. I, I just appreciate the the camaraderie last year through the year. You know, again, you might look at ups and downs, but that team grew so much. And I it's gonna be fun to start at the growth point from the end of last year as opposed to going through some of those uncertainties that we went through a lot last year. But it was so enjoyable though. Um you know, just a group of, of very mature team-oriented people. And just the joy of being around them is what I look forward to, to get into practice again, you know, just to get to see them interact on campus, see them at chapel. You know, we love playing basketball, but it's just it's teams are so fun. And so this will be another new adventure in a new team with four freshmen coming in. So even though we have a lot back, we every year a team sort of – evolves into something new and it's going to be fun to see we have so much great experience from the end of last year you know Tia Deja and Whitney went on a trip to Europe with Dr. Carey and and Dr. Sauerwine and Grace was in South Africa for 10 weeks doing mission work and Audrey Audrey and Kara went to Peru for the medical mission trip Uh, we've had so many neat opportunities some of our freshmen are going already 
on trips with Dr. Laughlin before school starts. So those experiences from the worldview of what our team has matured from last year to this year off the court, I think that says a lot about who this team is and uh, and what they can be. I think they grew. We found out today our team GPA was uh, 3.87, I believe, is second in the country wow. in D2 schools. Amazing. Uh, you know, just those things that you make, they're fun to be around. Uh, but I hope they'll come back desiring to even be better at that. You know, we always, we have to just get better. If it's at basketball, if it's at class, whatever it is. But these are self-motivated girls. And so what I'm most look, looking forward to is seeing them all on August 17th when we get to move into the dorm and just starting that team process again. They've been together a lot this summer and in the spring. But just to get everybody together at the same time and then get on the court and let's see what happens. Landon, what excites you about this team? Yeah, it's one that it was fun to watch last year. Um, you know, it's different. I was working at Tech, so I didn't get to be at all the games. I didn't get to hear what happened in the huddles or things, but it was fun to watch. You know, they just played fast. Um, it was one of those things that was kind of different than when I was here as a student assistant. We were a little more methodical, um, ran a lot of plays. They ran a lot of plays last year as well, but they did a lot of stuff at a faster pace. Um, and so that was fun to watch and something they'll be excited to be a part of. Um, and it's just a fun group, you know, like three of them, you know, Shaylee, Audrey, and Macy were freshmen whenever I was a senior. Um, so I already know them. They're awesome. I'm excited to see them, you know, as leaders on this team. Um, and then just over the summer, we got to work camps, you know, and so I've already been around pretty much all of the team. Um, it's just a fun group to be around. I just really enjoy being around them. It'll be fun to coach them. Um, and I just know they're excited to be back and playing too. They always just talk about how much they love being together, um, love getting to practice, love getting to play. So I'm excited to be a part of all that. And and I think you shorted them a little bit on the GPA. I think it was like 3.882. So I think, I think <laughs> oh, it was okay. a little bit higher than you thought there. I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. what it was. See, rarely am uh, I wrong, but maybe this might be one. Maybe that's going to be his main job is to point out my mistakes. <laughs> <Yes, I'm being laughs> right. no, there you it, go. It's tremendous. But yeah, the team, again, just him mentioning the, the pace at which they play, the joy with which they play. You know, this summer, you know, after camp, sometimes they would want to stay and play pickup games in the evenings, and they would just – it's almost like they would want to keep going and keep going. They didn't want to not keep playing, which is sort of a – there's a youthful enthusiasm about them, and I think it comes out. And I do look forward to getting them on the court and really pushing tempo and getting them playing fast together. That's really joyful uh, to see how they do that. How much in your mind do you think – okay, last year this team was in the Sweet 16. A lot of these girls are back. What can we do this year? I know you're, I know you're a, you know, a one-day-at-a-time kind of coach. I've heard you talk about it in the past, but do you think about that Sweet 16 last year and, and reloading? Yeah, I mean, I think about what a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment for those girls to go with no starters back and really limited experience to grow through the year and some of the hard performances, but they just stuck together. It was so fitting to see them being a double overtime chance to go to the Elite Eight again. And so when you look at that and think, all right, if we'll come back with that desire to get better like we did through the last year, there are lots of opportunities for us. I would, you know, again, he's been to two national championships. You know, we've had the opportunity to play at a high level multiple times, but I want for this year's team to have that same potential chance. You know, that's you just want to give yourself an opportunity. And so for us to start well and grow – We'll give ourselves that chance, but these days with all the transfers and every year another team may totally transform, you know, there's so much quick turnaround now in, in college athletics from one year to the next. All we can control is how good are we going to be, and if we get 
if we get to be as good as we can, I think there's definitely an opportunity for them to get back to that chance. And uh, But if we don't get to be as good as we can be, then it, it's one of those years that, well, it'll be frustrating. But I just know there'll be a joy to be with whether or not they win the games or not. Did you encourage Grace Foster to take a basketball with her to Africa? <laughs> well, I think she's probably better at soccer now. Uh, I'm, a, I'm afraid she'll be kicking it in the basket instead of uh, oh, no. shooting it in the basket. But According to them, she wouldn't make many of those, though. That's Apparently, a good point. Yeah, she she's not very good at soccer. soccer oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Juliana Robertson went with her, and yeah, she gave us a pretty good scouting report of her terrible soccer skills. <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, Grace got with some of those African runners and started running a lot. Mm. So maybe now she'll be faster than we ever knew. There you go. Gonna have to <laughs> test it out. Taking, taking the point. She's I bet Macy's she'll. Yeah, um, she's not going to like that comment. But Landon, as you guys, as you guys think about Grace Foster and the incredible year that she had last year, being conference player of the year, a lot of other accolades on top of that. Secrets out this year, right? I mean, when when teams are coming in, in here to the rip to play you guys, they. They might circle her name, right? There's the conference player of the year. Yep. How do you guys as a staff, you know, think about using her in a strategic way that, that might be different than where it started out last year? Yeah, it's funny. We've, for a while now, It's he's got a big list on his phone of, he said pretty much at the beginning of the summer, hey, any play you see on Twitter, on TikTok, anywhere, just send it to me. We'll make a just a big list. And so we're about to start going through and drawing up plays and figuring out what we want to use just because we got to come up with good ways to get her the ball in spots we want it just because you know everybody knows we're going to try and get her the ball so how can we make that happen and so we're using all our resources to find new plays do what we can to try and make that happen just because she's when she gets the ball she's pretty good yeah fortunately she's versatile enough that she can play you know shoot it and post and drive some and she her skills have just gotten better and better but the, the key for us is going to be for Macy, Shaley, Audrey, you know, all these other players that are going to be contributing to to our game, you know, getting Taylor, getting Reese, Audrey Spurgeon, these returners, and then our new kids coming in, uh, just getting them really productive so people can't, you know, identify one player and really do too much to try to, to limit her. So the team productivity is going to be key, clutch and key. And then you know, just are continuing to work together. And if people are double teaming someone, it, somebody else has got to step into that gap. So as school starts in a few weeks, but as we wrap up the summer, Lady Shap fans probably wonder, what, what does the team do in the summer? So before we go here, what, what does the summer look like for the Lady Shaps? I know y'all do camps and y'all can't, can't do some things, can do others. What does the summer look like? Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, in the past with those COVID years, there were some years that NCAA allowed players to, to request workouts from coaches. And so if the players asked, can you work us out? We could, you know, they, they took all, they went back and took that away. So this summer there was no organized workouts with coaching present. So usually May when school's out, May's pretty much go home. They relax, they rest at the end of May through June and uh, early July. We do a lot of camps. I think about four and a half weeks at camp overall, but it's pretty intense. And so a lot of those girls spent, a lot of their summer here, you know, making money. That's their summer job for a lot of them. But that also puts them together in the evenings and to play and to go lift together and to work out. So those opportunities are key for us to develop the team, not wait until school starts to develop that bond. Even having our incoming freshmen here for those, because that's always that relationship you want to really solidify and not wait till school starts. So a lot of the summer till the middle of July – 
uh, is a lot of camp weeks here and there, some off, some. And then some of our girls are traveling, hopefully with their families. Then towards the end of July, a lot of them are home, like for this little interlude between our last camp, which was, I think, July 20th or so, 21st maybe, until school starts again. Uh, some of them are vacationing. Some of them are home. Obviously, they're physically active because it's hard to start the first day of school workouts not ready. But hopefully they're getting some rest. I mean, they need to take some time where they're not doing much. Hopefully they're reading books. You bet. Yeah, I know we're reading a book together, so I know they're at least reading a couple of chapters a week. But hopefully <laughs> what, they're what? doing something for their mind and their heart. What book are y'all reading? Uh, Unoffendable by Brent Hansen. It's a really good book about faith and how Christians, you know, we, we need to be reflecting the the love of Jesus and not being so judgmental of everybody, but standing for good without being offensive. Mm. And so I, it's I, it's been really fascinating, very helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Landon, last question. What are you most excited about for your first year joining uh, your dad's team and the Lady Shaps as an assistant coach? Most excited about? I'd say probably just getting to have that experience as an assistant. Um, I got a ton of great experience at Tech as a graduate assistant, um, but it's a little bit more behind the scenes, a little bit less high risk almost. Um, as an assistant, you know, I actually have to – in games, be able to see things, make decisions, um, which I'm super nervous about filling Coach Self's shoes for that just because he's had so much experience. He was so good at that. Um, but that's one thing I'm excited about is just to learn, you know, how to do that, um, be able to improve in that area just because that's something that at Tech I didn't really have to do. Um, it was more prep work, getting things done. Um, and then, you know, of course, our actual assistants and head coach made the decisions in the game. Now it's going to be weird that, you know, when the head coach looks over and is like, hey, what are they doing against when we do this type of ball screen? I kind of need to be able to have an answer to that. You know, that's different than, you know, I was a, a, on the second row back there. Hopefully I knew that, but if I didn't, it wasn't a big problem. So that's one thing that, you know, it's a little bit, I'm nervous about it, but also I'm super excited just because that's a big area um, that you can be helpful and grow in. And so that's something I'm super excited about. Well, we're all excited for you. Coach, before we go, any last message to the LCU community or the Lady Shap fans out there. Yeah, tremendous. We have such good support. I look forward to seeing people, you know, back in the gym, volleyball starting soon, you know, soccer's going to be getting off, our track program starting back, you know, just to get the community going again, school started. But we just love to see when we start practices, our practices are always open. We love to have people come watch our girls work out. I think our players – really are attractive when people get a chance just to sit and visit and talk to them. So I'm looking forward to getting those fans and people back around our players. Uh, that's always fun for them to get to know the new ones and to reacquaint with the ones that are back. Uh, just that community feel. I just think it's very, we're just blessed here. So what I'm really excited about is getting our girls back, but then getting those fans back and engaging with them again and just getting LCU, LCU off to another great start of a school year because, uh, you know, these things go by fast. You want to cherish the moments. And so I don't want to be planning right now for the first game. I want to enjoy the first day of school and all what's even the preparation these next few weeks. As coaches, we've got a lot to do to make sure we're ready on those first few days. So uh, I'm just excited for the next day. You can get old like me. You're just excited to wake up. Well, I really appreciate you both taking the time to come have this conversation today. Thank you, Keegan. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, as always, for listening to the LCU Podcast. That concludes today's episode with Coach Steve Gomez and Coach Landon Gomez. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave a like, a rating, and a review. And as always, stay tuned for more content coming right here on the LCU Podcast.
Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.